welcome to the Half Yard Line. I am Luke. And I'm Tim. And today we continue our journey through all 32 NFL teams and their off-seasons ahead before free agency begins in a couple of weeks' time. And today, rolling into the AFC East to talk about the New York football jets or Jersey B or whatever you choose to call them. The green um, machine. Will be the green, anyone call them that? No, but they're green and it rhymes. Okay. Well, let's, let's we'll work on that one after the podcast <laughs> ends. Um, so, <laughs> we'll yeah, looking forward to... It. Yeah, we'll workshop that one. So, yeah, we're going to look back a little bit on the year that was and, and what it means for the year that will be for the Jets. We encourage you, as always, if you're listening to this, to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a rating and a review. Extremely helpful for us and spread the word amongst similarly minded folks. Um, you can follow us on the socials at Half Yard Line Pod. You can email us halfyardlinepod at gmail.com if that's your bag. But today we are keeping it close to our physical location here in the tri-state area in the northeastern United States and talking about Jersey B. Tim, the New York Jets last year, not panning out exactly how they would have planned for it, I don't think it's fair to say. You know, it's interesting. Um, obviously... They go where their quarterback takes them right now, which is not in the direction they were hoping for. The year started out positively. You know, they were five and two, got all the way to seven and four before losing their last five games. A little Titan esque, uh, if I may. Um, Zach Wilson looked an absolute mess um, middle of the year on. Um, they they do have some promising pieces, right? Garrett Wilson had a fantastic year, offensive rookie of the year. You have Sauce yep. Gardner, often defensive rookie of the year, number one rated quarter in the corner in the NFL per PFF. So not wow. just rookie, but whole NFL. So you've got some good young pieces. Uh, you got to figure out the quarterback though, um, or you're going to find yourself in a similar position. Interestingly, the Jets find themselves a million dollars over the cap. With a quarterback on a rookie deal, the offensive rookie of the year, the defensive rookie of the year, and they're still losing lots of games. Um, and you ask yourself, well, how, how do you do that? And one is injuries. Um, they they had a lot of injuries last year. Brees Hall, um, who would have also been a you know a young star for that team if he had not gotten injured. He was looking very good at the beginning of the year. Mikai Becton was out the whole year. You had lots of guys missing a ton of games. Um, big yeah, key. Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah, Elijah Vera Tucker. Injured, same game as Brees Hall. Yeah, that's right. Um, but last offseason, they threw a lot of money into free agents. And I'm going to give you a couple of names and I want you to tell me whether you think these were hits or not. Um, their big mm. signing of the offseason was Lakin Tomlinson at guard. Yeah, who was very good in San Francisco, where they signed him from. Um, but I listen, I'm not the czar of, of evaluating guard play but i did hear and read from a lot of jets fans that he was not very good he's not good and they can't do anything about it they gave him 40 million dollars on the three years 24 of it's guaranteed he costs more to cut this year than he keep costs to keep um so he will be Oof. on the roster that's a big chunky piece they also had dj reed at corner from seattle that's a 33 million dollar deal um with 11 of it guaranteed cj uzama Tyler Conklin all got multi-year contracts from them. Um, some of them fine. You know, Jordan Whitehead, they signed last year on a team-friendly deal. He played well, um, but spent quite a bit of money in free agency last year because they had the money and they thought, all right, we got Zach Wilson. We really like our draft class. We really like our free agency class. We're going to make a run for it. Um, somehow, though, that contrasts with the fact that the fans were very pleasantly surprised when the team got off to a good start. 
So they spent money like a team that thought they were kind of going to go on a little bit of a run. Then they went on a run, which seems to surprise everyone. And then they did what the Jets always do, which is lose double digit games and <laughs> ended up Harsh, right, where we, right where we thought they would. I don't know. It's a very interesting um, year for a team. I don't know what you what you thought, Luke. Yeah, I, I mean, hard to disagree with any of that. The quarterback carousel there has been a bit of a farce for the last couple of years. You've got, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, Zach Wilson, who was the second overall pick, high expectations, high hopes. We christened him during the season the abstract quarterback for his penchant for the avant-garde as far as uh, throwing the football goes. We'll do some wow stuff. We'll do some whoa stuff. <laughs> um they also cycled in Mike White, who became instant cult hero, had some good games in relief last year, had some flashy, splashy games this year too, but then had some not so flashy, splashy games. And anytime you're starting Joe Flacco at this stage of his career, probably doesn't indicate you're in the best situation under center. It's a very tried and true NFL coverage cliche to say, well, it's all about the quarterback. But I feel like the Jets, to your point, actually have a lot of encouraging pieces and talent dotted around the roster. Um, they just don't have anyone at that position who can get the job done and not even get the job done at the Patrick Mahomes, you know, the Tom Brady level, get the job done at the league average level, That's which right. would have contributed a lot. And given the state of the AFC East last year, it was very up and down, especially Miami, who made the play- playoffs in the end by by beating the Jets. you got to think the Jets maybe would have had a shot at the playoffs if they'd even been able to get a Ryan Tannehill-esque level of quarterback play um, rather than necessarily needing the much rumored Aaron Rodgers who is you know floating around a few teams this offseason so I agree with your evaluation Salah I think as the HC is, is doing a good job I think his reputation around the league seems to be very strong players seem to like him defense is good just have to work out that position and see how the the chips fall yeah what's interesting is I, I do feel like if they got the play that Carolina did out of Sam Darnold um, if they might have actually been able to compete this year Ooh ouch tim i mean ouch you know you were looking for the superstar clearly that wasn't sam darnold but he's certainly better than zach wilson at this point um if you use that first round pick differently what could have been um but yeah, yeah and so, to your point you know the inju- the injuries played a big part too right like i think oh, up course. until the point Brees fall and elijah vera tucker got injured they were doing pretty well and then they swooned after that happened and i think that was a big sigh collectively from uh from well, gangrene's fans the uh the nfl figured out very quickly you don't have to worry about zach wilson and so as long as you worry about the rest of the game and when you don't have Brees hall back there when you don't have very tucker i mean like all of a sudden teams could key on the things that they needed to key on looking at holes for this team and there are many interestingly enough for a team that has hit on some young players recently still some holes the offensive line you know connor mcgovern at center is really their only solid piece he's a free agent I look at their top three holes. I've got quarterback, wide receiver, depth, and offensive line. All of those could be blamed on any one of those, right? If you can't block for the quarterback, he can't throw. If the quarterback can't do anything, your offensive line doesn't matter how good they are. If your quarterback can't throw the ball, the wide receivers can't catch it. But if your wide receivers aren't getting open, then the quarterback has to hold the ball and the line can't block, right? Those are all interconnected. Um, And so maybe we should call it passing game. They've got to fix that. I mean, Garrett Wilson, obviously very good, Um, you know, very, very elite, going to be good in the league for a long time. They have a couple of other pieces at wide receiver that are fine, but they need more guys there to take some of the pressure off, I think is fair to say. But the line has got to keep, you know, whoever is in the back 
playing a little bit cleaner. So passing game was one. Defense safety, I think, is going to be a challenge for them. Whitehead and Joyner were okay this year. Linebacker is the other area that I have as potentially a depth spot for them. Um, you've got Quan Alexander as a free agent. Uh, Williams is a free agent. They do have Mosley, though he's expensive. He's not going anywhere. He's a cost a lot to cut too. But you know, playing well enough. But you're going to need depth there. I guess would be the point. Either bring back your own guys or get some others. And given where they are in cap space this year, I think that's going to be a bit of a challenge. That that's where I've sort of assessed the biggest needs for the Jets in the offseason. Obviously, quarterback being the alarming one, but those other pieces as well. Yeah, I think it's a it's a fair point. What's interesting with the Jets is it's one of those rosters where like the on paper looks so good compared to the on-field, I would say. Look at the offensive line you raised as an area of need. Mackay Becton, physically, you won't find anyone more remarkable in gotta the entire get him on NFL, the field. right? But got to get him on the field. He's had lots of injury problems, maybe as a result of just being such a massive human being. Um, somehow they got to figure that out. They didn't get anything from him last year. He was injured a bit the year before that as well. Yeah, and Luke, I would note they um, came out today and said they're not sure if they want to exercise their fifth-year option on Mikai Becton. They don't have to announce it until after the draft and they'll figure it out. And when they figure it out, they'll let us know. Yeah. So Elijah Veritaka, we mentioned, looked excellent um, last year as a rookie the year before that and is coming off an injury. So again, you never know how those guys are going to play once they come back from a knee tear. But you look at their first four draft picks last season, they had three number one picks, three first round picks, Source Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson. Gardner and Wilson obviously smash hits. Johnson, not quite at the level they would they would hope just yet, but he was a guy who slipped on draft day, was touted as a top 10. They got him late first. The second round pick was Brees Hall, who again, looks like a smash hit, but got injured. He's coming back, running backs, especially off knee injuries, unless you're Adrian Peterson, apparently, is a, a tough one. Um, you're not going to be 100% confident he's going to be full go come season's beginning. And receiver, they've invested a lot of time. Well, I don't know how much time they've invested, but they've certainly invested a lot of money and draft capital in that position. Signed Corey Davis as a free agent a couple of years ago from my Titans. I kind of knew that one wouldn't work, to be honest. That seemed like a classic. You're paying a number two to be a number one, and he's not. Garrett Wilson, excellent player. They've got Denzel Mims, who they drafted a few years ago. He's been a com- pretty much a non-factor. Elijah Moore, I think, is a very good player, but was unhappy for chunks of last season was trying to get traded. There were rumors about how long he's going to be on the team. So I think the positions that you highlight are the right ones. And But outside quarterback, I'd say on paper, they should be better than they are. They just need to work out a way of either getting these young guys on the field or augmenting those pieces with, with some talent, maybe from the veteran uh, class. Although, as you say, not much in the way of cap space as it stands right now. I don't know how you think they may try and free some of that up or which of the free agents they have may create some cap space that they can attack some of these areas of need that way. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, looking at potential cap casualties for this team, um, they don't have a ton of options. I mean, the most obvious is Carl Lawson. So Carl Lawson would save about $15 million. He's a fine player. He's not playing up to the contract they gave him. They don't have the space to be generous in that regard. So I would expect to see Carl Lawson is a cut. Um, they're two yeah, another guy, cap- by the way, who... Just just to, to piggyback quickly off that, another guy who they signed, high expectations, and then got injured immediately as soon as they signed and missed the entire first season of that contract. So you can definitely put a little bit down to the the bad fortune of the Jets. But yeah, a, a player who I think may be in the crosshairs um, around cut time, i.e. now. Yeah, th- their, their top two cap hits are CJ Mosley and uh, Lake and Tomlinson. So CJ Mosley, I think, has played well enough. You only saved $7 million cutting him. You got $15 million in dead cap. You're not going to do that. 
Uh, Lake and Tomlinson, I think they probably like to cut based on his performance. They're going to hope he plays better next year. Um, he's more expensive to cut than he is to keep. Uh, the other guys other than Carl Lawson, DJ Reed um, has played well. John Franklin Myers is a huge piece of this team. He's not going anywhere. Um, come a little bit farther down. You can save a good chunk of money cutting Corey Davis. So that's another $10 million or so. Um, I think yeah, he's he the one I had circled. Done. Yeah. Um, he, he's certainly on the way out. So those are the ones I had. Braxton Berrios will save you $5 million if you cut him. I think that's – you're going to have to bring in another depth wide receiver – you can get those cheaper, you can, you know, late round draft pick. You can, you know, veteran minimum somebody to come in and, and be available. Um, he's again, yeah, he's had, also their punt returner, so you need to fill both of those roles. But it's certainly achievable with someone cheaper than than that cap value. Yeah, no, exactly. And so you know, options there certainly. Um, but may, maybe you're saving twenty five, thirty million dollars at the top end, and you got to replace, you know, a couple of premium positions there. So. I think they'll free up some space. I think they have to. I think they may do a restructure um, on, say, C.J. Mosley's deal. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know what you do. Lake and Tomlinson's just going to be a, a hole in the in the salary cap for them. Um, as yeah, the hope is forward. he just plays better, right? That's kind of yeah, the hope. No, you, you fix Tomlinson, him, right? right? No, he was he was good two years ago. He has a down year. These things yeah. happen. Yeah. I mean, to your point, Tim, around freeing up space, I mean, the – the screaming five alarm fire that is the quarterback position for the Jets. How, how do you kind of foresee their ability to fill that? There's a lot of chat about Aaron Rodgers, obviously, because he's around. There's a Derek Carr out there. You know, they're not picking as high as they'd like probably to try and go after another sort of sizable piece of the quarterback position in the draft. 13th overall is not great for that. Don't know how you think they approach that. I don't know what they do. I mean, everybody says they're the odds on favor to take Derek Carr is is what I've been reading, what I've been seeing. I think if Derek Carr is willing to come play football for a reason about money, that's possible. Um, what I, I I don't know if you saw Derek Carr's brother David came out and said his free agency will be a long one. He knows his value. He's going to surf and see what the spots are available and then make a choice as if he thinks like there's just going to be this line of suitors given the way his career ended in Las Vegas, given the salary expectations, he seems to be acting like he's going to get. Um, I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see what that looks like. The jets would probably like to bring him in on a one year with a, you know, a three year contract, but effectively one year with an option for two more, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of like the Raiders did with the extension, right? When they gave Derek Carr that extension, it was basically, Here's an extension, but after one year, we can cut you for nothing. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. And I, I think that's what you'd like to see for somebody like Derek Carr. Prove to me that you're not going to be Russell Wilson, especially given the contracts that got handed out last year to quarterbacks who, I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about every big quarterback contract last year, even the Aaron Rodgers deal, you're going, oh, I don't know. Stafford, Stafford Kyler Murray. Deal, the Kyler Murray deal, the Russell Wilson deal. I think the best quarterback contract last year was the one they didn't give Lamar Jackson you know, Deshaun right. Watson is out there. I mean, like there were just a, a handful of this is going to fix me. Oh, wait, it didn't. I think teams will be a little yeah. reticent this year. So key free agents for the Jets. You've got Williams. You've got Quan Alexander. You've got Connor McGovern all playing meaningful minutes for them. Mike White, the aforementioned cult, cult, cult hero is on the way out. Uh, obviously, so too is Joe Flacco. So if you do cut Zach Wilson or you part ways with Zach Wilson in some way, uh, you have zero quarterbacks on the roster, so they're going to have to get that sorted. 
some spots they're certainly going to need to get better at. LaMarcus Joyner, uh, safety is another key player for them who's on the way out. It would be interesting to see how they address some of those other holes uh, as big and glaring as the quarterback piece is. Yeah, for sure. The other free agent to be that I think is is notable, we talked about offensive line, is George Fant, yep. who has kind of stepped into the Mackay Becton shoes. I'm not sure anyone can actually fit in Mackay Becton shoes, but, you know, no, I think as a metaphor, it still works. fit in Mackay Becton shoes. Three or four, <laughs> right. Several of us could get into um, Becton shoes. Yeah, I could wear them a, as pants. He's a fr- yeah, he's a free agent as well. They had Mike Remmers. He's also a free agent. So right tackle um, looking potentially problematic opposite Dwayne Brown, who's our LT. So yeah, I think the quarterback is the most glaring need, but certainly going to need to do some maneuvering in order to get themselves in position. And we hope that you, fair listener, maneuver yourself to the next in these 32 team offseason previews that we're putting out if you're enjoying them. Please uh, spread the good word, tell a friend, subscribe to the pod, leave us a rating and review. You can follow us on the socials at Half Yard Line Pod. You can email us, halfyardlinepod at gmail.com. And we will see you down the road for yet more team previews. But it's bye for now. Ta-ta.